0: The time. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, this is all new, man. This is <laughs> I, you, I guess we gotta get used to it. <laughs> but uh, we thank God for um, you guys inviting us here today. Uh, just good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to um, uh, stand before you uh, once again. Uh, I Call you guys my, uh, my West Side family because I live in Delaware, <laughs> in <the East. laughs> but uh, you know it's good to see you guys today. It's, I tell you, it's nothing like the fellowship with the saints. You know, just to see each other's faces and uh, fellowship. And uh, this is what God intended, you know. He intended for man to be alone, but, you know, (laughs) for us to fellowship, you know. So we just thank God for that. Uh, If you have your Bibles, uh, not being long today, uh, we're in the um, book of Psalms, chapter 18. Psalm chapter 18. Man, I'll let you find that. We're going (coughs) to, we're not going to preach from the whole Psalm today. We're just going to do Psalm 18, verses one through three, Psalm 18, verses one through three. Amen, when you found it, say amen. All right, Psalm 18. I hear some pages still flipping, let's all be together here. Psalm 18, we are gonna read verses one through three. Amen, Psalm 18, verses one through three. I'm reading from the King James Version. The word of God reads, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time together. Father, we ask that you uh, come into our midst, Father. Lord, we ask that you forgive us of our sins and uh, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Help us, Lord, as we uh, worship you today through your word, that you would move by your spirit in this place, Lord. Uh, Many of us need a word from you, Father. So, Lord, I ask you to just empower me from on high, Lord, to bring back to my remembrance all that I studied. I pray that you use me, Father, that your people may be blessed and your word may be glorified. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for just allowing us to meet today. Speak to us, Lord, for your servants hear you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I <clears throat> uh, use it for a title today uh, a friendly reminder a friendly reminder. As we look at the Book of Psalms, uh, the entire collection of the Book of Psalms is entitled, uh, in the Hebrew, Praises. Uh, Later on, it was often called the Book of Praises. Uh, The Book of Psalms is comprised of 150 psalms, which have many different authors. And David is accredited to about 73 to 75 of these psalms by many scholars. Uh, psalm 18 today th- our, from our text is a psalm of David. And this psalm is rather long compared to the others, uh, but it's one of the longest psalms in the book, uh, only uh, under Psalm 78, Psalm 89, and Psalm 119. Uh, in this psalm, it's virtually the same psalm that song psalm that was sung by David at the uh, that was recorded at the end of his life in 2 Samuel chapter 22. If you look at 2 Samuel chapter 22, it's pretty much the same words that were written. Uh, But we see here is that David probably comprised this psalm when he was a young man. and Yet in his old age, David could still look back with gratitude and to sing uh, this song once again. And he looked back and he's looking over his whole life. So in this psalm, and this psalm is a psalm of thanksgiving, uh, a psalm that David uh, knew something about, of thanksgiving, of God, how God had delivered him in, in the past. Uh, many scholars say that this psalm is a deliverance psalm. Uh, he speaks of God's deliverance. Uh, in this psalm, he uh, pinpoints many events that happened in his life and He's talking about the sorrows of death and many things that uh, happened to him and how God had delivered him out of all these troubles and things in his life. Uh, So in our world that we live in today, uh, our Christian liberties are being uh, pressed upon us and uh, people are trying to take them away from us. Uh, As Christians, uh, we're being under attack, uh, if you know it or not. Uh, I mean, they have the gay rights agenda, and they have the left is moving this way, the right is moving this way. You know, we're suppressing and things. And, and you know, and many people can see that, you know, through this uh, pandemic, they're trying to use it to their advantage. Uh, we know that there's an enemy behind all of this, and that is Satan. And he desires to sift you and I like wheat. Uh, you, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, wickedness in high places. And in understanding this, we understand that we have an enemy. And the Bible tells us in 1 Peter that persecution is not a strange thing to us as Christians. Uh, you can see the, uh, the animosity here in America today. Uh, to war Christianity. Uh, I was just reading an article the other day about a football, uh, basketball player that didn't stand up uh, during. Uh, f- I mean, didn't he stood up for the um, for the um, for the national anthem? And many people was uh, ostracizing him and saying how stupid he is, and you know he should stand up for different things. But the guy said uh, he had a quote. He said, "The reason why I stood up is because he goes, I'm standing up for Bible reasons." He said, uh, I'm a Christian, and I believe what the Bible says. You know, they were saying that, he sh- why isn't he wearing the Black Lives Matter shirts, and why isn't he doing this, and why isn't he following the crowd? But he says, you know, it's a, all lives matter according to the Bible. And he says, black lives matter, all lives matter. And the Bible says that, you know, we as Christians are supposed to be light, and we're supposed to be carrying this light, uh, um, preaching the love, and preaching about um, the togetherness. And he says, and I'm standing for that. That's what I'm standing for. And later on in the article, the guy says, well, I don't know what this dude is talking about. You know, he least could have put the Black Lives Matter shirt on. <laughs> but <laughs> this guy was standing for what he believed in. And later in the article, you know, they really just kind of like downgraded the guy and made him look like a moron or something. But, you know, we can look at our culture today and that's how they look at us as Christians, morons, you know, beneath those who are, are just off the wall or crazy or these wrong ideas. And they attack us day by day. And in this psalm, David, he's speaking of how his enemies had came upon him and attacked him and how God had delivered him out of them all. So today, I just want to look at this psalm and it's a friendly reminder to you and I is that when we go through these trials and we grow through, go through these tribulations and we go through this suffering and this pain and this persecution from the enemy, that we are reminded that we have a God who's great and a God who looks out for us and a God that we serve who will not leave us alone. And he will speak for us. He will defend us and he will carry us through any trial or tribulation in our life. So as we look through this psalm, we see here is that it says here in the beginning of the opening, it says, uh, your Bible may say the same thing. It says to the chief musician, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul, and he said, Uh, I was looking at this. I said, well, maybe it's just a subtitle. But uh, when you look through this, you'll find that this is what uh, was originally written in the in the Hebrew scriptures. And the text is that this introduction was written here. And David says to the chief musician. And you wonder, who is that chief musician? And it's talking about the Lord is the chief musician. He says that a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord. So he's speaking to the Lord here in this psalm. He's not speaking to you or me. This is a personal thing. He's speaking to the Lord. And he says, who spake to the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And the first thing he says when he opened his mouth is this. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. I will love thee. You see, David, as I said before, he went through many things in his life. Uh, We we know some of the stories how he fought Goliath, and we know about how he uh, committed adultery with Bathsheba, and he, he, he wasn't a good testimony at times, but he was a good testimony at some times. It just shows you the humanness of the man. Uh, just like you and I, we're human, and we fall, and we rise many times in our life. But David said this. He said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. This word love here that David used, it's an unusual word uh, that he used in, for love here. Uh, many would think that he would say like the, the agape love, that your godly love, or, or you know, maybe that filial love, that brotherly love. But David used a different word here. Uh, to explain love, and in this word, it was a word that was wasn't used in this. You wouldn't say that. Oh, I. You wouldn't use this word to say, "Oh, I love the Lord." You may use this word because it was a word for for compassion. Those someone who having compassion on someone else. Uh, that's what the word was originally for. But David used it in a different sense. Uh, he used it in like a a, a personal way. Uh, a, a way that many of us uh, couldn't understand, but he, this love that he was declaring here, it was a great love that he had for God. It was only a, 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 a love that, that that could be referred to by experience. So David used this word, uh, Boise the commentator said, David used uh, this, this word somewhat in an unusual way. The word love is an uncommon one, an impulsive and emotional. Uh, this word is are only found in intensive forms. It's usually expressed with compassionate love of the stronger for the weaker. But the Hebrew word here that he's using uh, for love, it's a very heart-rooted word, a a word that's uh, dearly and entirely uh, love. He's, He's saying that because I went through some things in my life, I can say I love the Lord. And, you know I, I I was thinking about that I said he you know why did he use that word but I was um, talking to my cousin earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago and even this week I mean last week and my cousin he had went through some things in his life he had a rough childhood and he was incarcerated and while he was incarcerated i I wrote to him uh, many scriptures and you know encouraged him in the Lord uh, trying to just encourage him my brother and you know, as I wrote to him, he wrote back, and, you know, we corresponded, and I kept, you know, trying to write to him every month what I could, and, you know, administer to him, and, you know, when he got out, we kind of lost contact and all, and, you know, I, I just, what, a couple months ago, I, I got in contact with him again, and, and he said, he kept saying, oh, man of God, man of God, I love you, brother. I love you. And I was like, oh, man, I love you too, man. And you know, I found out that God had ended up saving his soul. And, uh, you know, he uh, was serving the Lord. And, you know, he was kind of backsliding here and there. But, you know, he was, he was serving the Lord right now. And he said God called him to preach. And, and you know, when I, as I talked to him, he says, man, I tell you, you just don't know how much you mean to me. And, you know, I had forgot about the letters I wrote. You know, I just found them in my box <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. But I forgot the letters that I wrote to him. And I forgot, you know, how I ministered to him. And he was telling me how I helped him through a rough spot in his life. And he was saying, you wouldn't imagine the things that I saw in jail. He says, you know, it, it, he said, I really looked at the devil right in his face many times. He said, I almost got killed several times in jail. And he was saying, like, how the guards just turned their heads and things. And he's saying how, you know, it was just rough for him. But he says, You know what, brother? He goes, You really ministered to me. When you sent me those scriptures, I, I got me a Bible and I looked through them. And you know, and then I met this group, a Christian group, and that was ministering in the jails, and I got involved in that and I finally started studying God's word and knowing about God. He goes, So, man, I'm telling you, I will always love you. And I said, I thought to myself, I said, Well, you know, I couldn't understand why he kept saying he loved me so much and all. And I realized that it was God working through me to minister to him. And the words that he got, he appreciated them so much that he only, every time I talked to him, he's, I love you, man. I love you, man. And you see, in David, went in through his life and what he went through, I mean, he was getting, he almost got killed by his father-in-law several times. Uh, People backstabbed him. His own son betrayed him. Uh, He went through so much. His wife was taken away from him. He lost his life, uh, uh, his career. He, he, He went through so much in his lifetime that he needed only God to strengthen him. And that's why he says, I love thee, O Lord, my strength. And you see, as Christians, we have to have that personal experience with God. We have to, you see, these trials that come through your life, we, sometimes we complain and we bicker and go, oh, Lord, why is this happening to me? But, you know, God brings things through your life for reasons. He, he allows you to go through the fire. He allows you to go through the flames so that you can say, like, David, I will love thee. Because God keeps you through those times in your life. You see, God, David, this word that he used, uh, it was a dearly, he said, dearly and entirely will I love you with my whole being. And I, I can understand how God called him a man after his own heart. And you would think that all the bad things that he did, but why would God call him a man after his own heart? It's because David repented of his sins. Have you looked through the scriptures? He repented every time he did something wrong. And he continued to cling to God. So he says that I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. You see, in this life that we live, we're going to go through struggles. We're going to go through pain and difficulties. But as as Joseph said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And you know the story of David, how he was thrown in the pit and betrayed by his brothers. Mm -hmm. But what they meant for evil, God meant for good. And you see, what David went through, David wasn't saying like, oh, I love you, Lord, uh, you know, because you delivered me. And, but, you know, the times that uh, Saul was throwing javelins at me, Lord, I don't know where you were then. He, he wasn't saying, oh, Lord, I love you. But, you know, when they took my wife away from me, I don't, where were you then? You see, he wasn't bitter, but David was better. He understood that through the tough times in his life, God had orchestrated that. And he could say that, God, I love you. I love you. And you see, as Christians, when we get in persecution at times in our life, we have to understand we, we got to love the Lord. We can't be fake. You know, it's not some superficial thing that comes about where you say, oh, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. And then when you go through hard times, you oh, I don't know where God is. Where is he? You see, you got to be real. This love for God is not superficial, as I said before. You have to continue in the scriptures and read God's word, study God's word, and cling to God's word. Meditate on it and allow God to speak to you, to speak to your heart. So David says, I I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. And then he gets into about nine different metaphors here where he talks about what God is to him. And he dropped down to verse 2. It says this. The Lord is my rock. <laughs> the Lord is my rock. <laughs> See, the rock here, he's talking about a, a uh, it indicates a place of shelter or safety, a secure standing. The Lord was his rock. He could proclaim that. As I said, when he, he went through these tough times in his life, he wasn't standing on sand. But David was standing upon the rock. Uh, We sing a song that, you know, he's the rock. You know He is the rock, greater is he. But we have to understand that a reminder to us is that God is a rock to us. If you're saved and you love God and you've been baptized and you've been by the Holy Spirit and you've been saved and sealed by God, then he is a rock to you. He's a rock. As I said, it indicates a place of shelter. You see, when the enemy come upon you, God will be your rock. Not only is he your rock, but it says this, that he is my fortress. Or it's a a place of strength and safety. (laughs) God is a fortress. He used these military terms here. because You know, David was a, a warrior. He said God was his fortress. A place of strength and safety. How many times do you go through your life and you feel like you don't have any strength? You feel like you're not safe. But you have to understand that God is a fortress to you, just like he was to David. And then he says this. He says, and my deliverer, my deliverer, the one who made a way of escape for him. You see, David was almost killed, as I said, several times. Uh, even by, by Saul, his father-in-law. And he was even almost killed by ish by Bino, uh, one of the, uh, Goliath's sons, a giant, when David got older in his life. And he was almost taken out. But he, he, almost, he almost felt the pain uh, of death upon him. And, and later on in, um, in this Psalm 18, he speaks of those things down in, in verse 4. He says, the sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. You see, sometimes in your life, ungodly men will make you afraid at times. If it's on the job or if it's out on the street or wherever it may be. But you have no need to fear because God is your fortress. God is your safety. He will protect you and keep you as he did David. So he says, God is my fortress, and God is my deliverer. He, 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 he made a way for, uh, of escape for David, and he'll also make a way of escape for you and I. And then he says here is that, he says again, my strength. Once again. But this uses a different Hebrew word in Psalm 18. 1, it's according to Clark. Uh, it says here is that this strength that he's talking about is like a foundation or a source. You see, strength is, uh, we can't muster up strength. Sometimes we say, all right, we're going to do this. Let's muster up. I'm going to get my strength together. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then you fall flat on your face. (laughs) This this is not what David is talking about here. He's talking about my strength is when I'm flat out, prostrate, and I can't do nothing about the situation. These bills are coming upon me. I can't do nothing about it. Uh, My job is they acting crazy. I can't do nothing about it. Men are trying to persecute me. I can't do nothing about it. But he says is that, look, I rely on my strength, which is God. And we have to understand that God is our strength. He, he, we, we can't make this thing up, but we have to depend on him. That's why so many times we fall faint and we, and we suffer in this life because we don't realize that God is our strength. You see, David wasn't talking about a uh, strength for uh, just a short term, but he was talking about strength for the long haul. Uh, you see, David was on the run from Saul for about uh, almost twenty years of his life. And now, how much strength do you need for about twenty years on the run? You don't need a quick energy drink, <laughs> five-hour energy. <laughs> you need some strength. <laughs> You see, sometimes we go through trials in our life and tribulations, and it takes a while. You know, it, it, look, my wife said yes <laughs> in the trials she went through with me. But, <laughs> but it takes a while. <laughs> you know, God just don't, sometimes he, he's working on you. Uh, Paul said that he's perfecting you. And you see, it takes a while, and you need some strength. So it's not like, oh, today, oh Lord, give me strength. Oh, I'm good for today. And tomorrow you wake up and you feel like uh, you feel like, <laughs> like a hungover dog or something. <laughs> you see, you need more strength. You see, God will be your strength every day. That's why we ought to call upon his holy name. So God, He says that God is my strength in whom I will trust. Because He is your strength. You, David said, I will trust in Him. What is that? Full reliance is what he's talking about. Putting everything upon God, your full reliance upon him. It's not just, oh, uh, I I trust God in this situation. No, it's I trust God in this way. I trust him over here. I trust him with my finances. I trust him with my kids. I trust him with my marriage. I trust him everywhere in my life. I trust him. That's what he's talking about here. He says that he is my strength in whom I will trust. And I love it the way David is putting it here. You look back, he says, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength. You see, he, it's, it's personal with him. You see, we, we can't live this life on, a, on, a, on a, my mom or my daddy's faith. It has to be your own faith. You can't say, well, well yeah, they say this. Or, 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 you know, they say God is good. Oh, 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 I heard that he was good. Oh, I heard he can be my strength. No, he says he is my strength. That's personal. That's personal. And that's what he's he's trying to get to here is that in his life, he went through so much. Is that he's praising God through these psalms. He says the Lord is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. He's my God. He's my strength. And he says, the horn of my salvation, Uh, this horn of my salvation, meaning his strength and defense. Uh, He says he's my buckler, meaning that he was a shield who defends both his head and his heart. You see, God is, he's basically saying in this psalm that God is my everything. God is my all in all. He's everything to me. He says, "My my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower." Well, some would say my stronghold. Some many versions say my stronghold. His high tower or refuge, where he could see an enemy from a great distance and be protected from the adversary. A stronghold. Many uh, say that when David was in in hiding, he went to the stronghold up in the mount in the mountainous areas, where uh, a stronghold was where the the, the, the the mountains would surround David in a certain area where he was, and enemy couldn't get in, and they couldn't attack him from the every, every different side. He only could come through one way, and if they come through that one way, you could just kill the enemy right there in the path. But, you see, God protects you all around you. He's your high tower. Uh, when, when men try to stab you in your back— <laughs> And that one old song says they smile in your face and all the time they want to take your place. The backstabbers. <laughs> the backstabbers. You see, God got your back. You don't have to worry about that. You see, when men come in from the side and try to blindside you, you don't have to worry about that because he's your high tower, your stronghold. You know, when when they come in on you like a flood, God will be your strength. So he says he's my high tower or my stronghold. And then in verse three, he says this. He says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. It's interesting that he says that after all of this, he tells you what God is to him, his strength. His rock, his fortress, his deliverer, his God, his strength, his shield, his horn. And he says, my high tower, my stronghold. And then he says that I will call upon the Lord. (laughs) It's interesting that God is all these things to David and he should be all these things to us. And David says that he makes a decree that I will call upon him. (laughs) You see, many times in our life, we we don't call upon God. We like to take things into our own hands. You know, oh, I can handle that situation. Yeah, oh, I can handle this. Oh, I'm not going to talk to God about that because, you know, I don't think he's going to do anything about it. You know, I'm not going to seek God's face on this. I'm just going to go ahead and do what I have to do here. But David says, I will call upon the Lord. Why would you call upon the Lord? He said, who is worthy to be praised. All these things that he just mentioned—is he not worthy? (laughs) Your fortress, your deliverer, your rock, your strength, your buckler, your horn uh, of your salvation, your high tower—is he not worthy to call upon? You see, sometimes we neglect to call upon God. You know, we get besides ourselves at times. Sometimes we. We're on this road, uh, this Christian life, and we everything is going great for us. And we're like, yeah, we're good. I'm good. I'm good on this end. I'm good on that end. Everything is great. But David says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. You see, he called upon God's name when Saul was trying to kill him. He called upon God's name when when those people were, other people were backbiting against him. He called upon God's name even when he fought Goliath at a young age. (laughs) I love that story so much. Uh, He fought Goliath and he he said that, is there not a cause? This man is defying the armies of God. And He said, is there not a cause that we should uh, fight against this guy here? And David called upon God. And God gave him the strength to kill that big old giant, the little old rock in a sling. <laughs> you know, that doesn't speak of what David did, but that speaks of how awesome our God is. And you see, as our Christian liberties are being taken away from us and as men try to persecute us and come against us, we have to call upon the name of the Lord. We have to call upon him. Because God is able and he's willing and ready to defend us. So David says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. He didn't say that I might be. He says, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. So a friendly reminder to you today is that he is your strength. Don't forget that. He is your rock. He is your fortress. He is your deliverer. He is your God. He is your strength. Your source. He is your shield. He defends you. He is your horn. Meaning he's your strength and defense. And he's your stronghold or your high tower. He got your back. (laughs) He's got your front and your side. So And knowing this friendly reminder that all this that God is to you, you ought to call upon him. Call upon him. When you're in distress, when you're in despair, when things aren't going the way that you would like them to go, you need to call upon God. Like I said, I only dealt with this first introduction of this psalm here. But David said how God had, when he called upon God, I'll read this to you real quick. He says, in my distress, I call upon the Lord. And I cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him, even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations and the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. Uh, Many theologians believe that. You know, David saw something that God revealed to him. Uh, how he moved on his behalf, and he says, "The earth shook and trembled, and the foundations and the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth." Why was he wroth? It's because the wicked were going against David. And you see, this is just a a picture of what God thinks when the wicked come against you, when men try to persecute you. Look, God gets up off his throne. God gets angry. When we call upon him, David said he heard him, he got up off his throne, he came. Listen to this, he just, it's so many, David just have this vivid description of what God did. He says, there went up a smoke, in verse 8, out of his nostrils, a fire out of his mouth he devoured, coals were kindled by it, he bowed the heavens, also and came down and darkness was under his feet, he rode upon cherub. And did fly. God came out of heaven on an angel to meet David where he was and defend him. He said he made the darkness. In verse 11, his secret place, his pavilion round about him were dark waters and the clouds of skies. And the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals and fire. The Lord also thundered in the heaven. And the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. I can keep going on, but you can read that when you get home. But God got up off his throne. God came to meet David where he was and to deliver David. And you look back at David's life and you say that Saul tried to kill him three times. Most of the time people say three strikes and you're out. <laughs> like they don't get you one way or the other. <laughs> You know, when football teams play other teams, they say, oh, they play the first time, they may lose. The second time, they may lose. But the third time, they'll get you because they'll figure it out. But you see, David escaped death. And you, when you read this, you understand how he escaped death. Because he had a God that was in heaven that defended him. A God who delivered him from all his enemies, <laughs> from all his troubles, from all his trials. From all the persecution, this God, our God, make it personal, my God, my God, he cares about you. He cares about me. He cares about his saints. And we as children of God can't forsake. And we have to be reminded all that God is to us. And when we realize that all that he is to us, we ought to call upon his name. Call upon his name, because he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy. Amen. As we stand to our feet, there may be someone here today who's not saved, who haven't accepted Christ as their Savior. You may be wondering, well, I never thought that God was all that to me. Well, he's not all that to you unless you put your trust in him. God says that he's not willing that any should perish but all come to repentance. And if you haven't called upon God's name today, I would invite you to just come forward and we can help you with that. God says that he's not willing to any should perish, but all comes repentance. He said if you call upon his name that he'll save you, he'll save your soul. Is there one today who haven't put their trust in Christ? Will there be one today. We who are saints who are here, who have put our trust in God. I just want to pray for you. The Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for being our high tower. Thank you, Lord, for being our fortress. Thank you, Lord, for being our strength and our rock, Lord. Thank you for being our God. Lord, our shield and the horn of our salvation. Lord, you're awesome. There's none like you in all the earth, Lord. Lord, I pray for these your people that you would strengthen them, Lord, this week and for the rest of their lives, Lord. Help them, Lord, to realize that who you are to them, what, how much they mean to you because you've saved their souls. Lord, I ask that you touch them, Lord, with your mighty power. There may be something that's going through the flames and the fire right now. I pray, that your protection, your deliverance upon them, Lord. Whatever it may be, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to give them the strength to come through. Make it through, Lord. Help them to rely on you, Lord, because you are our strength. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this church body here. We ask you to continue to strengthen him, Lord. Continue to protect the ministry, Lord. We ask you to uh, protect, Lord, Brother Larry, Lord. We ask you to strengthen him by your might, Father. Help him to continue to preach your word, Lord, in spirit and in truth. Lord, we ask that you put your angels all about him, Lord. Protect the man of God, Lord, while he ministers here where you put him, Lord. Be his strong tower, Lord. Be his defense. Be all that he needs you to be, Lord. Lord, I pray for strength for this body, Lord, that you help them, Lord, as they continue to be a light in this dark and wicked world that we live in. Help them, Lord. Help the body here, Lord, at the, at the Upper Room Worship Center, Lord. That they may know you, Lord. They may experience you in a greater and mighty way that they've never experienced you before. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We praise you. We lift your name. It's in the name above all names that we thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.